Hello and welcome to the GemCast. I'm your host, Alex Knight, and this is episode 19. Today I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast, and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In episode 19, The Princess and the Singer, while touring the small European country of Morvania, Kimber meets Princess Adriana, the teenage hare... Oh, the hare. <laughs> I'll do that again. <laughs> no, I like it. Keep it. Keep it. In episode 19, The Princess and the Singer, while touring the small European country of Morvania, Kimber meets Princess Adriana, the teenage heir to the throne, who happens to look exactly like her. When Adriana escapes from her room, her power-hungry cousin, Lexa, hires her henchmen to track her down and bring her back. When Kimber and Adriana bump into each other, Lexa's henchmen discover Kimber, who they think is Adriana, and they kidnap her and lock her in a tower. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime Synergy! All right, episode 19, written by Christy Marks and Ellen... Gion. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her last name, but let's just Gion, go with maybe? that. Maybe. We open with Gem and the Holograms taking a trip to the small European country of Morvania. They've been invited by the royal family. Whilst looking out the window towards the airport as they arrive, it doesn't take Kimber very long to crack a joke about the airport being larger than the country itself. The rest of the holograms tell Kimber to behave because they're getting the royal treatment. Kimber promises to behave herself. Did any of you find that joke a little problematic? Well, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. I did. Because what? Like, Kimber, stop it. Well, at least her bandmates called her on it. She's young and rude. Young and rude. That is pretty much how Kimber, Kimber's mode. I feel like a lot of times they just give Kimber these, like, young and rude lines just to be like, by the way, in case you've forgotten, Kimber is young and also rude. The holograms arrive at a first-class hotel, Hotel Victor. As the band is escorted to their suite, we cut to Princess Adriana, who appears to be fed up with completing her royal duties, signing seemingly random papers. I'm not entirely sure what those were about, but apparently they're important. Well, they were all about executing political prisoners, probably. Right, of course. Yeah, what else would they do there? That and deny bread to poor people. Adriana's royal cousin, Lexa, enters and gives her a hard time about sending a private jet all the way to America, just so she could bring Gem and the Holograms to Morvania for a private concert. Meanwhile, Lexa and Demetrios find the princess increasingly difficult to control, so they plan a nefarious plot to get rid of her after the concert. Demetrios sounds more like a Greek name. It does, but also, can we just talk about the fact that Everybody in this episode has a different accent. Like Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's terrible. Because like first of all, it's how you pronounce this country's name differs depending on who the voice actor actress is. Like some people are like Morvania, but you know, Adri the the people with the accents are like Morvania, Adriana. We're Morvania. Okay. <laughs> and then Poor Adriana, or Adriana, whatever, um, does not seem to have the accent of her people, as mm -hmm. if she is, in fact, not a legitimate leader. That's the worst part of this episode, I think. She went to boarding school in the United States. It would have been it would have been better if they had the voice actress who's playing Kimber to do an accent that m would make more sense for someone who was born in Morvania 
and then just have her do the best, like the closest approximation to Kimber's real, like Americanized voice. Uh, because this is just, it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's only the first completely ridiculous thing. But yeah, it's just, it's really weird because, like, why didn't, I just don't understand what the, um, I guess the, the point behind these accents is because they're sort of like vaguely Eastern European, but there's nothing really, there's nothing specific about this place. And mm-hmm. and I'm just like, why could like why did we even go there? Like, just get them British accents. We could be like, yes, this used to be a British colony, whatever. Like, it's. Were they going for like a Transylvania vibe? Like, because I swear, like the guy at the front desk in Hotel Victor seemed like Bella Lugosi. Hey, welcome. <laughs> like, just creepy. Yeah, it was. But but my favorite thing was sitting there as I was watching it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Alex is going to do so many great accents. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best episode. The princess decides to escape from her bedroom after reaching her limit of being commanded around. Lexa asks Demetrios to send his henchmen after Adriana to bring her back to the palace. Cut to the misfits at the airport as they arrive in Morvania. Pizzazz, Stormer, and Roxy question Eric about the lack of press, he reminds them that they are in the country as tourists. When asked what the plan was, all Eric can say is that he's working on it. Once again, why do the misfits continue to work with such an ill-prepared manager? That's the $64,000 question. How did they know the the gem and the holograms were going to Morvania? It's like, this, these are the days before Google Alerts. I don't understand how they always know. Zipper... Because, you know, we're never going to see Zipper again, but let's imagine that Zipper has basically been placed uh, as a spy in the neighborhood where Gemma the Holograms are. <laughs> and he's always like watching where they're going. He's like reporting back there. Oh he's God. like, yeah, Mr. Raymond, they just got in a car. They had the flag of Morvania on it. And he's like, they must be going to Morvania. Let's get the misfits. Let's get on the next flight. I like to think that uh, that while being incarcerated uh zipper basically got a message to his younger cousin to do his dirty work for him mm. so it's well, like or, or it's like or it's the, like with the, kid, with the kidnapped children or whatever that right. dude <laughs> yeah. it's like he it's like zipper jr he's like um you know he he trains someone to sort of follow in his footsteps See, you two are much more, I don't know, intricately minded than I am, because I was thinking, well, maybe in a fit of competency, one of Zipper's last, excuse me, Zippa's last moves was he bugged the office. And, you know, it was one of two things he actually did well ever. I'm just trying to think what Zipper's son would sound like. I would imagine, like, just trying to think Zipper's voice, but maybe a couple octaves higher. Couple octaves, yeah, because he, oh, like, if, if well, he's like, okay, you're thinking young, if he's like really young, like, say, like, okay. like, I don't know, 18 or something, I don't even know. Let me just, you no, haven't no, been around no, 18 years, no, no problem, <laughs> Mr. Raymond. Oh, uh, no, that's that's tech rat. Oh, uh, that's getting into nasally territory. Yeah. I don't know how to do that higher without sounding nasally. Fail, anyway, Anyways, moving on. <laughs> So the misfits end up running into the holograms and Pizzazz's exact words were, let's trash them. And then we cut to a gem in the holograms music video called Here Comes Trouble. What? It's just, just, 
Now they're, they're not even trying to make it make sense. Like, they're the misfits. What are you doing? Like, why are you just randomly throwing fruit and vegetables at people in the streets? Why is nobody coming to help them? Are the people of Morvania just jerks? Are they like, oh, those ladies are throwing produce at those other ladies? Anyway, here's the jewelry shop I was telling you about. Where, where are the police? It's such a waste of food, considering that they're in a country. Well, I mean, not a, it's obviously fictional, not a real country. But I can only assume that it's, you know, there are a lot of poor people there, it seems. Well, I don't and think so. Just... I think that Morvania is completely made up of awful nobles. Because, I mean, we'll see this at the end of the episode. But basically, everybody in the audience, when they have their command performance, are like rich people with fashions. I think I kinda, that this is a country completely consisting of horrible nobility. I think they're all like, vampires. Like it's a, a cross between <laughs> Morocco and Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Morvania, it really is a cross between Morocco right. and Transylvania. Oh, my gosh. You've hit I, on it. That's I, exactly what I think is. that that's, yeah. So do we have anything to say about the video? I mean, there's really, it's not that interesting. It's just them running around it's, trying to get each other. Really I mean, and the song is like, all right, but it's just, whatever. Yeah. Jem is wearing that, that sweater with the big polka dots that I actually like. Like, it's one of the two gym outfits I like. So yes. I, I would like to shout that out. Yeah, we need to get like a Kickstarter campaign or something. Get get some gem t-shirt. Get some gem apparel made. Get some replica costumes happening. All the awful, even the pink cowgirl outfit. Mm. Somebody, somebody has to rock that. Mm. No, no, <laughs> I think it's okay being left where it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, there's not much more down. to say about the song in the video. They're, they're, they're not really great. No. Yeah, no. Well, at the end of the video, the holograms decide to leave and escape the misfits. But when they bump into who they think is Kimber... And, of course, it's really Adriana. They grab her. Adriana just seems to go along with it. And uh, after realizing that Demetrios is looking for her, of course, I guess that makes sense. Well, but we, we skip on talking about Kimber and Adriana meeting mm-hmm. and being like, oh, you look just like me. Oh, my God, you look just like me. Mm. <laughs> I left that on on purpose because it just didn't seem like... <clears throat> Alex, it is the crux of this entire episode. <laughs> it's, but it's such a short, <laughs> silly, I don't know. Maybe I should have included Alex, but... this, this, this episode is called The Princess and the Singer. It is very clearly based on the age-old tale, or at least as old as Mark Twain, of The Prince and the Pauper. The entire reason for this episode is the, is the scene where Kimber and Adriana meet for the first time and are like oh you're just like me you're like just like me we can't skip that can't she's right <laughs> so anyway that scene <laughs> well it's like it it has the problem that all like prince and the pauper variations have we we're just like why do these two people look exactly alike again is there is there an actual reason for it um i remember the first time i actually read Mark Twain's Prince of the Pauper. And I don't know if I got all the way through it, but I remember at the beginning that there was never an actual explanation for why the prince and this poor person looked exactly alike, but they were born on the same day. And so that was kind of like, oh, they're born on the same day. That kind of explains it, but not really. Mark Twain was really into explaining the speculative elements of his stories. He's just like, blah, 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 whatever. Um, But what, what really annoyed me about 
you know, Adriana and Kimber meeting is that it's like clear that Adriana, I mean, obviously she knows who Gem and the Holograms are because she's the one who invited them to come play because she's a big fan, but she doesn't ever really go like, is it, I've, I've known all this time that you and I look alike. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a fan of yours or whatever. Like, it just seems to be kind of a surprise, but then she knows who Kimber is. Like, just, mm. I feel like a lot of the emotional context of this episode was left out. So I had, as I was watching, you know, in that, there's that scene where they're, what is it? When they're in the airport and then it fades to Adriana in the castle signing the paperwork where it was like, you know, the same face. And I was like, oh yeah, all these faces really do look the same. So my theory is that nobody can tell another person from another person by any means other than their hair because all of the female faces in Jim and the Holograms are the same. And so it wasn't until they saw each other and they saw that the hair is pretty much identical that they were like, oh, wait, we look the same, you know, but nobody, none of the women have the same hair color that we've seen. So like, that's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. They are pretty much the same face. Although I will say that this is not the last time we will have somebody show up who is uh, an exact double for somebody in the holograms. But um, in the other one, it's even more intense because it's Shayna. We'll get to that someday. But yeah, it's just, uh, I I think it it would be less annoying if Adriana had a different voice for Kimber, but she talks exactly like Kimber. Yeah. It's just like, look, people, I don't know. Maybe they thought the kids would be too stupid to understand that they were supposed to be lookalikes if she had a different voice or I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Alex. Doesn't interest you, but it interests me. No, no, it's good. I'm glad you explained uh, that stuff about the the prince and the pauper. I've I've never even read it, so. <gasps> I don't think I have either, but I know the story. Mark Mark Twain is not my favorite. Um, I've tried to read his books, and I just can't. Mm. Well, I I think that I read that one because we had to in school. It was like a thing that we had to mm. read, but also. I, at one point I just started being like, where the heck did this even come from? Because Prince and the Popper's stories are kind of like the way that they're reused is very reminiscent of the way that we reuse a Christmas carol across all sorts of different contexts all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I have to see another episode of television that's like the Christmas carol, but on Roseanne, the Christmas carol, but with the Simpsons, like I just don't want to see it anymore. But I always find it interesting to like go back to the source material and figure out like what it is about these stories that sort of lend themselves to just being picked up and have like the sort of patina of the plot plopped onto some other thing, like some other existing thing. Um, so I think that that's why I read it. Uh, mm. Instead of just being like, I don't want to read this. It's stupid. I'm going to read their eyes. We're watching God. Elsewhere, Kimber is captured and taken to a prison cell. Kimber demands to be released and tells Lexa and Demetrios that she's not the princess. It takes a while, but they begin to realize that they may have captured the wrong person. Thus, a new plan must be devised. I just got to say, Adriana is a horrible person for allowing Kimber to be captured by Demetrius and his thugs. Because she, like, she just hooks up with the holograms. They're like, Kimber, there you are. And she's like, huh? Like, as if she doesn't know she looks just like Kimber. And then she's like, yeah, um, let's go. Like, she doesn't even say, no, 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 I'm not Kimber. I'm somebody else. But let me go get Kimber because these dudes are here and we all need to leave together. She's totally selfish. This is why she should not be queen. Because <laughs> queens are notorious for not being selfish. 
I think that Adriana is a clone of Kimber. That's the only reason I can think of that explains the fact that she sounds exactly like Kimber. Maybe Emmett Bennett was up to more than just creating AIs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Terrible, mad scientist Emmett Bennett. Kimber manages to eventually escape her cell, leaping to a large window ledge. Below the ledge is an incredibly long drop to the ocean, but Kimber makes the jump with nowhere else to go. Fortunately, she avoids colliding with the rocks and plunges into the water. Demetrios and his henchmen uh, chase after her in a powerboat, but fail to capture her. Yeah, That was was risky. She got those swimming lessons from that dude in the last episode. <laughs> Clearly, they paid off. She is now an experienced cliff diver and can outswim a motorboat. Yeah, I mean, she's had a lot of experience of uh, swimming away from dangerous things like robotic sharks. What are we teaching our children? <laughs> Wasn't there that episode when they felt they were doing that photo shoot and they fell into the pool and there was a real shark? Or no, that was a whale. That was a whale. Never right. Mind. And she didn't know how to get away then, which is right. why she needed to have um, the a blonde of- man swim, swim instructor. But then she did, and she became really good at swimming. And that is why now she can cliff dive and swim away. I thought about the... So here's, here's a Twilight quote-unquote spoiler. Like in... I don't know, is it the second or third book when Bella's... I haven't seen the movies. Um... <laughs> When Bella's like jumping off cliffs and stuff for reasons. Like I thought about that, like, uh huh, you ridiculous little children teaching other little children that jumping off of rocky cliff faces is okay. Right, it's anyway, not. It's yeah. Not, it's not. At Hotel Victoria, Jerrica wakes up Adriana. Adriana requests breakfast in bed, but Jerrica says that they have a <laughs> rehearsal for the concert in 30 minutes. I love that. I loved her pajamas. They what were, were so her pajamas? <laughs> well, they were like these pink pajamas with little flowers on them, but those are actually Kimber's pajamas. Like Kimber has worn those pajamas in other places. Has she? Yes, in other scenes. And she, it, those are Kimber's pajamas. I can't believe I know this. It's, it's, <laughs> My brain is filled with so many things, including what Kimber's pajamas look like. But they are very cute pajamas. It is true. They are, but they're the kind like the the old fashioned like onesie type mm-hmm. that have like the little access panel in the back, so you can go to the bathroom. And my husband was like, "They have a poop door." Wow! Well, yes, of course they do. Like you can't be sleeping. <laughs> In a onesie without a poop door. It would be dangerous. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally lost track now because we're I'm distracted by pajamas. So, <laughs> we were talking about how uh, she requested um, breakfast, breakfast in, in bed. bed. But you know what happens, though, in this scene that is never addressed is the fact that um, Jerrica turns into Jem in the middle of this mm-hmm. in the scene. Mm-hmm. And Adriana's like, whoa. But then it's never, ever mentioned. Like, nobody ever goes, by the way, can you keep that a secret, lady? Because that was not something that you were supposed to know. But there were all sorts of weirdnesses about keeping secrets about who Jem is in this episode as well, which I think were overlooked. Yeah, I thought that was that was interesting, too. Like, she's Jem, and then she's... Although Adriana does have her 
back to but Jen yeah Bauer? i was just gonna say it looked like she she didn't like she missed it somehow but she heard her say that those words so she looked confused but well, she didn't look confused but oh. like she didn't understand what happened but she right. did know that jerica was standing there and that jen was standing well there. you know yeah. she's she's a naive like, she says well like, she's sheltered jen? right She's a sheltered princess who's naive, doesn't understand how the world works, doesn't understand about holograms. <laughs> right, exactly. But she does go, like, Jem, like, she's totally surprised. And Jem was like, what'd you expect? And so, yeah, it's just, it's never addressed that, that that was, like, a thing that happened. I feel like, so this, this episode is short. It is so short that they put oh my gosh, two yeah. horrible songs at the end of it. And you're like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting our time? And I feel like this, you know, it's because they skipped out on like a lot of sort of interesting interactions or conversations that could be had. One of which would be, hey, so you saw me turn <laughs> into Jim from Jerrica. Let's have a discussion about that and how you should keep it quiet or even for her to be like, so how did you do that? But also we, we know that Adriana is just she's a terrible person because Kimber has been missing now for like eight hours and she doesn't care she went to sleep right. and put on her pajamas and everything she's the worst yep that's it's pretty awful i was thinking about that too like oh so you know that there's like this plot for them to get you and you're just okay with kimber you know doing whatever Okay. The holograms head to the stage to practice, but when adriana tries to play the keyboard it's very clear she's never played the instrument before before Adriana can explain herself, Lexa walks in and interrupts them with a message from the princess. Lexa is surprised to see a woman who looks exactly like the princess. When Lexa asks who she is, Jem introduces her as Kimber, her sister. Adriana requests to speak with Jem in private. Now, did either of you uh, notice like Lexa's reaction? It seemed like she's like, oh, is that who you are? Yeah. Yeah, that was like, weird. Well, it was because she realized because she heard Kimber say, I'm not Adriana. I'm uh, a rock yeah. singer. And then she goes to the rock band and she's like, whoa, there really is a chick in this band who looks just like Adriana. That other chick is probably not lying. And then she realizes that it's Adriana. So that made sense to me. What didn't make sense to me is Jim being like, this is Kimber, my sister, because Kimber is not Jim's sister. Well, we cut to the real Kimber, who is wandering aimlessly through the town of Morvania. She comes across a shop owner who allows her to use his phone. And Kimber, of course, calls Hotel Victor. At Hotel Victor, Adriana tries to explain to Jem and the holograms that she really isn't Kimber and that she only happens to look exactly like her. Aja mentions how Adriana does sound slightly different than Kimber. Oh, no, my she God. Doesn't. No, she doesn't. She's like, now that I really pay attention, I'm like, what? Oh. She's exactly the same. <laughs> oh, man. Back at the shop where we see Kimber trying to call the hotel, one of Demetrios's muscle-bound morons grabs the phone and rips it out of the wall. That was so dramatic. At the palace, Demetrios enters and tries to explain to Lexa that the princess escaped. Lexa explains that it's not Adriana that eluded them. It was Kimber from the holograms. The real princess was with the holograms, rehearsing for the show. Lexa plots to kill Adriana at the show by planting explosives in the dragon statue. With Adriana out of the way, the throne of Morvania will be hers. <laughs> Can we just talk about how, as they're having this conversation, there's a box 
just sitting on a table in a foyer labeled explosives. Like, that's just okay. Like, she's just like, let, just let me go get this random box of explosives that I left here for anybody to find as if it's normal for the cousin of the queen well, to have I mean, that. I, I think that's really because this is supposed to be a kid show, so it's to make it look like this. Hey, kids, this is obviously what they're going to be using, right? It's like other times, you know, like I, I think I, I, I cracked the joke once about how uh, in a previous episode, uh, Jerrica was supposed to sign a contract, and when the camera does a close-up shot of the, the paper that she's signing, it just in big <laughs> letters, it says contract. Right. <laughs> well, Alexa is interrupted by a um, sort of a, just – a jumble of discordant sounds, uh, which turns out to be the misfits rehearsing. And I, I know the first couple they're seconds not, they're of not that rehearsing, they're like out there trying, like, like the stereotypical dude outside of the guy, the, the girl's second story window where he like throws pebbles up and starts playing the guitar. And then she falls in love with him. And like, that's what they were doing. The first few seconds of that song, uh, which, by the way, we now cut to a Misfits music video called Queen of Rock and Roll, which is okay. But the f- the first couple seconds of that song, it's really, um, it sounds kind of like new wavy. It's just really not like a super pleasant sound. But then it like it, it the tempo immediately like changes and it it's a little more upbeat. New wave is my favorite kind of music, oh, Alex. Cool. And, no. <laughs> All I know is that it's a terrible song. Yeah, it's not good. This this and, is not good. And also, it's it's not only the misfits like you know throwing pebbles at the window and then playing the guitar. They actually invaded this woman's house, which is also a royal palace, and they set up some kind of like weird throne, or maybe they're in the actual throne room. I don't know. All I know is that. I was like, how did they get in here? Are there no guards? This is why Morvania is a terrible place. Because <laughs> because nobody is checking on who is busting up in the palace. Nobody is paying attention to princesses jumping out windows. Nobody, like, there's just, right. there's no, there's no control. There's no security. There's no nothing. And now we have to deal with the misfits singing a terrible song mm-hmm. uh, about how she's the queen of rock and roll, which I feel like wouldn't actually endear her to anybody attempting to be a queen, mm-hmm. a real queen. Yeah, not not the greatest, um, not the greatest song. Well, and I'm so tired of of the misfit songs being like, "Oh, look at us trample on Jim and the Holograms." It's like, okay, we we understand, we we get, you know, like we've been here for eighteen prior episodes. We know what you want, and. You know, my husband, he was like, you know, if they spent half the time actually working on their music that they spend trying to take down Jim and the Holograms, they would actually be able to take down Jim and the Holograms because they are better. Well, everybody loves when Eric Raymond does something that completely embarrasses himself and makes him look like an idiot. Because in the next scene, Eric uh, mistakenly presents the misfits to what he thinks is the princess of Morvania, but it turns out to be Lexa, and he looks really embarrassed. He should be. Do you do your research for crap like that? It's a massive assumption to make. Right. Like, 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 I don't know. I was going to say you pull out your iPhone and you look to see what she looks like, but like... (laughs) You do your research. You're like, what does the the princess of Morvania look like? And you're like, does she have black hair with those really weird white streaks? Okay, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think so, anybody in Morvania knows what their princess looks like. Okay, yeah, this is also true. So probably he would. Oh, she's like, she's been cloistered. 
She's Quite been specific. cloistered. Yeah. But there's no reason for her to be cloistered. Uh, like, this is kind of like frozen. I was going to say, she, <laughs> I was going to say she's a poor substitute for Jasmine and Aladdin. Right. But like, she, even worse, she's kind of like Elsa because, or even she could even be like Anna because for some reason, Elsa and Anna like never leave that castle ever, even though they are the sovereign rulers of that country. And it doesn't actually make a lot of sense. And I feel like this is exactly what's going on with Adriana is that she is locked in this castle for no actual reason other than because it needs for the plot something Mm -hmm. things. Well, we cut to Kimber, who is desperately trying to escape the clutches of Demetrios's henchmen. Kimber buys some time by pulling a tablecloth covered in plates and cutlery. She makes her way toward the roof but is cornered. There's only one way out. So she makes a run for and leaps from one building toward the next. But the landing doesn't go right. (laughs) And and her hands end up slipping, causing her to plummet to the ground. Narrowly escaping death, she breaks her fall by grabbing a clothesline and landing in a bin full of laundry. Mm. And then, of course, she signals a taxi and gets away. That was far too perfect. No, this is even worse. Then Jem in heels on a skateboard. <laughs> right? Like, just, just, cause first of all, when she makes that leap, you're literally like, I'm sorry, when did Kimber become James Bond or whatever? Because mm-hmm. she's so sure of herself. And then she like doesn't quite make it. She slips and falls. And it looks like she falls about 20 stories to the ground. And there are not enough clotheslines in the world <laughs> to keep you yeah. from dying when you fall 20 stories to the ground oh my god well maybe the gravity is different in morvania <laughs> that could be is it is it like significantly i don't know it's a, it's a phenomenon no one can scientists cannot explain this electromagnetic fields right created by tech rat Oh, tech rat. When do we see him again? I don't know. I hope so. I hope I hope we see him again soon. I'm enti- not entirely sure about that. Well, elsewhere, Lexa lures the holograms away from the Victor. Uh, sorry, uh, Lexa lures the holograms away from Hotel Victor by asking Stormer to imitate Kimber's voice and convincing them to go to the plaza. Now, just as a as an aside, this is not the first time that we've seen Stormer do imitations of, of other people and dress up as other characters. And she seems to be very good at it. Kimber's other, like in parallel world, Kimber became like a ventriloquist or, or a do you mean Stormer? comedian or something. I mean, yeah, Stormer. She became like some sort of entertainer, like imitating other people's voices and, and ventriloquizing and stuff. Ventriloquizing? Is that the... I just made that up. Okay, I, I really didn't know. It's like, is that what you say? Let's okay. roll with that. All right, I like it. It's a good word. <laughs> Yeah. Made up or not, I like it. Moments later, the real Kimber arrives at the hotel, but she's trapped by Lexa and the Misfits. It seems that Eric wasn't quite prepared for the high stakes involved with capturing Kimber, because Lexa tells him that the dragon will spout fire. Lexa warns Eric to stay away from the theater unless he wants to perish just like his enemies will. Will the Misfits get what they bargained for? A chance to be the sole performing band? The look. 
I like how, I by the way, Stormer says, like, well, what are you going to do with her? And Pizzazz's like, who cares? Because Pizzazz don't care. Pizzazz don't care. But what she does care about is the fact that she didn't get to get her premiere performance. I feel like that is really actually the only reason why they they pretend to be like, what, you're going to do something horrible to the holograms? We had no idea. But, like, Eric Raven was trying to kill them. What, two episodes right. ago? Three episodes ago? The first Just episode. an episode ago, um... Pizzazz was sending Zipper off to make sure that Kimber died in a fiery volcano just because she couldn't get her man. But now they're like, oh, what? There's going to be a bomb. We can't. That's that's unconscionable for us. Get mm-hmm. out. Get out. Yep. yep. After he had Zipper like plant a bomb underneath the couch cushion. <laughs> right. Eric Raymond is willing to kill small children, puppies, anybody <laughs> for the sake of the misfits. But oh, no. What? It's It's really because... They didn't get to do the command performance. I bet if Lexa had been like, yes, you can go on after them, after the dragon has exploded, then you can take the stage. And they'd be like, cool, we got this. Adriana, Jem, Aja, and Shayna look for Kimber at the plaza, but quickly come to the realization that they've been duped. Concerned that she won't be able to do the concert because she can't play the keyboards, Jem says she can just fake her way through it. I don't know about that. I guess, I mean, if they just play the, the, the backing track. Are they prepared for that, though? They're not prepared for anything, ever. How are they going to get that? Did they happen right. to bring those tapes with them? I mean, this no. is, they live in a pre-internet digital world. Look, I'll, they don't even try to play a song, though. And quite honestly, oh, one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about Adriana revealing herself to not be actually Kimber is the fact that they start playing a song that we never, ever, ever hear. Like, there is no song that has that kind of, like, rock guitar ragingness going on in any of the Gem and the Holograms repertoire. So that's how she's going to fake it. Because, like, if they don't need a keyboardist for a fake song that no one has ever heard. Ah, well said. At the concert venue, Demetrios sets the bomb in the dragon statue. Corvin catches him, but when asked what exactly he was doing, Demetrios says he was just making sure the preparations were complete. Uh, nice one. Yeah, I'm sure you were. And as we wrap, the curtains go up uh, at the concert, Jim asks the audience where their princess is, but Lexa makes an ex- but Lexa makes an ex- excuse that she's not well. Adriana reveals herself and accuses Lexa of plotting against the throne, but she laughs it off, and so does the audience. They must have thought it was part of the part of the show, I guess. I don't understand because, like, once again, I'm like, do they not know what their princess looks like? Is it because she's wearing a horrible outfit? Because she is wearing a horrible outfit. Get rid of outfit. But is it because she's wearing a horrible outfit that they're just like, ha ha ha, we're gonna laugh at her? I'm like, that is your sovereign leader. And I know that they're all nobles. What is the horrible outfit, by the way? Wasn't she wearing that horrible white and red thing? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I just remember thinking, I wouldn't take anybody seriously in that getup, but (laughs) that's just me. Um, But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense because it's like, it's, they laugh because it seems like they don't believe that it's actually Adriana, which made me be like, have they never seen this woman before? No, you're right. She's she's Elsa. Outside the venue, the misfits arrive with Eric, who tells Corvin there's a bomb inside the dragon statue. Corvin immediately realizes that Demetrios must be responsible since he caught him earlier hanging around the statue. Right before the bomb goes off, Corvin arrives just in time to warn Adriana and the holograms to get off the stage. As the lighting fixtures collapse, Jem seems surprised that the misfits warn them about the sabotage, and bizarre. And Pizzazz tells her not to get too mushy. 
Yeah, Pizzazz had nothing to do with that. Once again, it's just they only did it because they didn't get to do that performance. But they sure played acted, play acted. Like, they were so concerned. There's a bomb! Life's a traitor! Oh my god! Ugh, please. Corvin and the palace guards chase after Lexa, but she threatens to harm Kimber unless Adriana cedes power of the throne to her. Jem asks Synergy to create a diversion, and a fire-breathing dragon appears. Demetrios sees the dragon and tries to run away, but the guards capture him and seize Lexa. We end with Kimber playing a joke on her bandmates on the plane ride home. For a moment, the holograms think Kim- for a moment the holograms think Kimber might be Adriana, but then she winks at the camera. Mm-hmm. Okay, back it up. Back it up because we're, we're gonna talk about that wink because they need to quit ending episodes like that. But backing this up. To the, to the dragon. The dragon. Uh-huh. So re- remember when they captured Kimber once again and they put her in that tower and they were like, you're not going to jump from here. She's like, oh, yes, I am. She goes out. And she's like, oh, crap. And she's like on that crappy like balcony thingy. And she's like, oh, Jem. And who knows why she was like calling for Jem at that moment. But let's get past that. That tower was right outside the theater where they were supposed to be performing. How was that hiding her? Like, she could have just gone out in the back and be like, hey, all you people down there going into that very large building, could someone help me, please? I've been trapped. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How does that tower, like, become part of the backdrop for this final business? I don't understand that. That's number one. Number two, the Dragon Borvania is pretty cool. And I love how what happens is, is that Synergy creates a dragon that has symbolic meaning for the people of Morvania because mm-hmm. then when the dragon comes down and like bows to fake Kimber um, and like fealty right then it's like basically it's like solidifying the fact that she's the queen which is apparently needed because she sure doesn't have any kind of grip on power <laughs> I and mean, all of this is about like how the sovereignty of Morvania is in desperate need of synergy's help <laughs> Yeah, that that bow, that bow of fealty. I was like, wait, wait, y'all, y'all are terrified of a dragon. Like dragons aren't real. Do you not know that dragons aren't real? Um, that is untrue. Dragons are very real. They're just hiding. Okay, all right. Dragons do not like to appear before humans, let alone bow down to humans. If anything, they would eat the Virgin Queen. <laughs> not bow down to fealty. Not all dragons, hashtag not all dragons. (laughs) Um, Because some dragons, I mean, because this is the thing, is that in in some cultures, um, especially some European cultures, the dragon is the symbol of the royal family. The dragon is part of what gives the royals, like, their right to to be leaders over other people. Um, This is, you know, so... In that sense, it it does make sense. But, like, none of these things are explained because the dragon... Yeah, the only time we see the dragon, you know, before Synergy creates this, like, hologram of it, is that it's, like, a piece of decoration on the stage. It could mean anything. It's only because Lexa's, like, the dragon of Morvania, that we even know that it's, like, a thing, a special thing in their culture. This is another yet another thing that could have used some more explanation. Like, what does this dragon mean in this culture? And how does Synergy know what dragon means in this culture in order to create one that looks correct? What's well, super complex. Like this this clearly explains how advanced Synergy's AI is, that she's able to anticipate needs 
which we've seen many times over, but she's able to, I guess, discern the, the context of the situation that this is where she is. This is the, like, obviously she's got a database of the, you know, the countries or, or even the world, you know, history of, of, of culture from all over the world. And she's able to, to, to figure that out. Not entirely believable though. In 1986. Look, Synergy was the internet before there was internet. As a matter of fact, the it's totality pri- of the internet is contained in Synergy. And the only reason why we have a public internet now is because Emmett Bennett's code was um, open source. See, maybe I, I like to think that Synergy was the internet and DARPA came from Synergy. And then we as consumers got the internet as we now know it. Hashtag true internet facts. Mm-hmm. I think there's a conspiracy that we need to... Uh, we need to uncover. So, Aline, are you a content producer? I am. Um, I have a podcast called Less Than or Equal where I get to talk to cool people about the geeky things they love. I'm going to have Tempest on there very soon. Um, so if you're uh, listening to this, follow the Twitter account um, at Less Than or Equal. It's also on Facebook. There's also a website with an RSS feed you can subscribe to um, and, and be on the lookout for that episode. Um, and then I do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Aline. That's A-L-E-E-N. I'm slow. I'm so glad that you didn't miss that plug. This it's week. like the first time ever. I, I think so. It might be. I think so. Yeah. Well, I I need uh, I need some clarification uh, on something because uh, I thought that I needed an AOL subscription in order to access the content on your website. Is that true? I don't know how to break this to you, but AOL, while it is still around, it's kind of gone the way of the dinosaur kind of i'm not aware of this it's like in its death throes i'm so sorry wow i'm extremely disappointed now i'm sorry yeah no there there's no aol keyword here well at least i get to save uh, a couple dollars a month i'll just cancel my subscription (laughs) at least i won't have to hear that uh that dial-up noise every time (laughs) (laughs) so true story i grew up in such a remote area that this was you know late 90s mid to late 90s the uh early 2000s too i grew up in such a remote area that there was not a local phone number to dial into aol so if we had wanted to use aol we would have had to call long distance oh that's awful and that was back when long distance actually cost you something per minute as if it were that much of a commodity which we discovered later that it really wasn't. But back then, we were like, oh, no, I can't be paying three cents a minute to access AOL. <laughs> it already costs $3 a minute. Right. Yeah. But the nearest the nearest thing was like 70 miles away, and that was, that was long distance. And Tempest, are you a content producer, and can I access your content without a paywall? You can access my content without a paywall, mostly because there's not a lot of content happening right at this exact moment. Uh, I took the summer to sort of like delve deep into my fiction writing brain. And so I have not been producing as much content, but now it is the fall. And so there's going to be a flurry of activity uh, in terms of me and content production. There's going to be new episodes of the Tempest Challenge. I'm going to be starting another uh, video series called, what did I decide to call it? You Done Fucked Up. Those will be very short videos where I, I explain it. how somebody done fucked up. Uh, and I am also going to be start uh, engaging in this Patreon thing 
that I hear so much about from the other cool kids on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so all of that will be, it, it's coming up in the next few weeks and you can learn all about it. If you go to my website, ktempestbradford.com, or if you follow me on Twitter at tiny tempest, or if you follow me on Tumblr, tumblr.com slash ktempest. So those are all the, the ways and there's no paywall. Uh, I need to add you to my, my special Twitter list. So I don't miss your tweets. Yay! I will do that. Um, Hey, Alex, are you a content producer? Why, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes, I am, Aline. And? I have a website at zerodistraction.com, and I write about uh, all sorts of things from just personal life stories, slice of life stuff, to very infrequently about technology and mostly now about comics and gaming stuff. And, of course, I'm on Twitter at zero distraction and if you'd like to follow this podcast which i highly highly recommend you can follow us on twitter at gem podcast we are also on facebook at facebook.com forward slash gem podcast and we do have a donation page available if you'd like to support the show which we would sincerely appreciate it's at gemcast.tv forward slash donate you can also reach us uh, by email at gemcast.tv forward slash contact if you have any questions or you have feedback or you want to tell us how much this show drives you crazy. Either way. Um, and also we would appreciate if you left a review on iTunes, which takes very little time. Uh, please go ahead and do that. Leave us a star rating or a comment. It really does uh, help other people find the show. Our last, hang on, let me look it up here. Our last review was a while ago. So if someone wants to go in and leave us one to freshen that up, that would be super cool. Um, our last review was on September 5th. So it's been a couple of weeks. If you want to leave a review, that would be really, really neat. Indeed. Indeed. Well, that's it for now. Show's over, Synergy. Synergy.